Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, November the 26th, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about comparison. Uh, comparison uh, complexes, the, the social uh, constructs around that and why. Why I can't look like that, why I can't have that house, why I can't drive that car, you name it. I'll tie everything in here uh, all around, but I will focus on the uh, the physical aspect of it uh, in one instance, because obviously this is what we do here uh, at Jeremy Scott Fitness uh, in a roundabout way. Uh, but a couple housekeeping things before we kick off. One, microdosing mobility program. These guys are in week number two. They're starting day eight tomorrow. If you guys want to join the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, jeremyscottfitness.app, links in the show notes. You get a week for free. Try it. See if you like it. Then you guys can stay on, rock with us through the entire program. Uh, that program is going to live in there forever. We're not uh, taking it away. It's not going anywhere. So you guys will always uh, have access to it, plus all our other programs, over a thousand videos on top of everything else. So if you are looking to end 2023, of being healthy, fit, mobile, strong. We have everything that you guys need there. If you're looking to kick off 2024, this is for you as well. Uh, the next program we're running there is our 47-day transformation, which is a premium option. All of you guys who've already bought it, you have access to it when we kick it off in January. Uh, but again, we're loading a ton of new stuff too. Rob right now is working on a busy adults program that we actually made specifically uh, for an individual who had some physical limitations. Um, so there's some movements we didn't put in there uh, because of uh, this person's, uh, uh, I guess, lack of range of motion or just prior you know, injury history. But I figured, well, why just give it to one person when we can give it to all of you guys? So that'll be in there as well on top of everything else. So if you guys are looking for a way to move better and feel better, again, the microdosing mobility, it's five minutes a day. Um, if you can't do that, then you don't give a shit uh, about your mobility. You don't care about your range of motion. You don't care about your tissue. You don't care about uh, being in pain or not. Uh, and you really don't care about you know losing your ability to do certain things if you can't invest five minutes per day. It's like any other problem in life. You can't just sit there and think as you get older, it's magically just going to get better on its own. I don't know any problems that I've had in the last... 10 years, 15 years, 20 years that I did absolutely nothing, I ignored them and they just magically went away and magically got better. That would be super cool if they did, um, but that just hasn't been the case for me. And mobility and tissue work and range of motion and how your body recovers, heals and repairs, I hate to say, as you get older, it doesn't get magically easier. So that is what this program was created for. It's a precursor to a rebuilt program that will, will come out probably in springtime of 2024, which will be a premium program too. But the microdosing one is free in there to get you guys started moving better and feeling better. And anybody can do it no matter where you live or what level you are at. So check it out. Jeremy'sGuyFitness.app. Links in the show notes for a free week. And you guys are good to go. Now you guys know as well, we're talking about AG1. Uh, the one thing I take every single day and I, and I never miss it. It travels with me. Uh, if you've listened to me any amount of time, you guys know um, I kind of live and die by this. Not only uh, did it replace my multivitamin, but with a real basic scoop or just a simple travel pack, which most of the time I do take the travel packs, um, 
it covers the gaps in my nutrition that I'm missing when I'm not being completely perfect. And even when I am, you guys, like if I eat, let's say I can eat twice in a day, or let's say by on some weird day I could eat three times. Uh, to get all my micronutrients in, it's really hard to do. So I do the best I can. I eat as much organic, whole, real, nutrient-dense food as possible. But on top of that, I take AG1, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes in there for gut health, uh, gut support, magnesium, B vitamins uh, to help support uh, a nice, you know, energy balance, uh, help stress levels, vitamin C, zinc to support your immune health, and everything in between. So if you guys want to try it 100% for free, hit me up. I'll send you some sample packs right to your front door. You can try it, see if you like it, and if you do, we'll hook you up with a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. The link's in the show notes if you want to pick it up today. It's just drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott. Uh, but again, it's the, the foundational nutritional supplement that I take. It's the base of everything I do. I wouldn't waste my money on 10 different other pills if I wasn't doing this uh, already. So again, spend your money on the food. Eat organic food if you can. Eat real whole nutrient-dense food all the time if possible. And then obviously take this on top of that to help you guys <clears throat> excuse me, it's Metcon cough is just fucking killing me today, uh, to get you guys through. So again, if you have a question, hit me up. Otherwise, you want a free sample, we'll send you guys a sample. You can try it before you buy it and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. All the other podcast sponsors we have in the show notes, uh, our friends at Sleep Sold Separately, my friends at JLab Pro, jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com, where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and curl oils. They had a huge sale on Black Friday. I think it was buy one, get two. So if you bought a protein, uh, a, a bottle of protein, you got two protein bottles for free. If you bought a, a bottle of collagen or turmeric, you got two for free, which is pretty sweet. I sent that out on our newsletter. Um, if you guys missed that, I think they're going to have a, a pretty sweet Cyber Monday deal to tomorrow, which uh, if we don't have it out in the email, we'll have that coming out, I think, in our Facebook groups as well. So again, that's where I get my protein. Tumor Collagen, I love Jay. He's a good dude, puts out good stuff. And so if you guys want a discount, hit me up. If you're not in our newsletter, message us. We're happy to add you guys. We send out three emails a week, every week. Some weeks it's, you know, four or five emails. Just depends on what we have going on here in the space. And then just a kind of final reminder of our uh, Built Different Mastermind group with Dave Lorenzo and myself. We're doing kind of final calls for that to get that group set up here. Uh, that'll be in the show notes as well. If you're somebody who's a solopreneur, entrepreneur, working a small to medium-sized business and you're looking to level up, maybe you're looking to move up in your corporate career, uh, just make more money, be more educated, uh, have a better network of people, and just learn from people who have done it, uh, this would be a great group for you guys. It's kind of our my next you know, project, I guess, uh, in life. I've done this for almost 20 years total. My first training cert was in 2005, and uh, I've been on my own here since 2010, uh, running a business by myself. This business actually started a couple years before that in, uh, in you know, kind of a makeshift way, as most of our, our stuff does, but I have not been in corporate America in basically 14 years. So built this with no clients, no money, and no resources, and I'm not telling you to do to quit your job and do it that way. But that's how I did it, and that's how I got here. And so, and Dave is a similar story. We partnered together to build this mastermind group. We'll be talking with you guys every single week. We'll have a quarterly, uh, in-person, full-on uh, kind of day immersions with you guys. 
but really just trying to take you from point A to point B, wherever that is, whether that means revenue for you guys, it might mean uh, work-life balance, it might mean purchasing real estate, it might be just shifting from your business, hiring employees, firing employees, uh, building a personal brand, um, getting your social media, your email list uh, kind of put together, building funnels, um, helping you guys build revenue streams, whatever it may be. Uh, we're going to kind of uncover what I've done and what he's done and give it to you guys and then obviously surround you with a bunch of serial killers. So that is our mastermind group kicking off in January. We'll do the first uh, initial calls here uh, in December and we'll get rocking and rolling with that. So that, my friends, is all the housekeeping things I have for today. I'm going to jump in um, to just two things really quick before we go into the episodes one I did see this uh, post the other day. This guy's name is, it looks like, Omiri Alicia had throw this up on uh, Instagram. I don't immediately see a lot of stuff on social media and Instagram, and that's I'm going to talk about that on the podcast here today. That's why I don't do the the comparison shit, because I don't, I don't play into it. I don't, no offense to anybody listening, I don't care what you're doing on your stories. I really don't give a shit. Um, that's not a knock uh, against anyone. I'm sure it's uh, entertaining and awesome and fun, and, and I'm sure a lot of it I would get something positive from it. My brain's just not equipped uh, to do that all day. I have too much going on already. I can only watch so many things, read so many things, and listen to so many things before it just becomes, you know, mush. Uh, I'm not that smart of a person. And uh, I did see this, though. Usually what I do on our social is I'll reply to the messages in a certain time frame, uh, usually when I'm rucking or doing uh, kind of passive mobility, I don't tend to do that shit at home. My phone is in a different room than I'm in at almost all times. And if I get a text from a friend, I'll hit it back. Or if there's something urgent, I'll take care of it. But for the most part, it's just gone. And so when I post on social, uh, like I'll do today when I get off this, I might see a couple of things uh, while the video is loading um, that pops up. And this is one of them. And all it was was he wrote, we memorized phone numbers. We memorized driving directions. No one knew what we looked like. No one could reach us. We were gods in the 90s. Uh, and I thought that was funny because still to this day, uh, my best friend's phone number, 454 uh, uh, Crazy. I, I, to do Heather's phone number, I know it now, but I have to really think about it. Or my best friend who we're, for, we're in our 40s. I haven't called his fucking house in probably 22, 23 years. And I remember his phone number, and I'll never forget it. Is that crazy? But that's what we did back then. And you memorized driving directions or you printed out MapQuest. We didn't have social media. No one knew what we looked like. Didn't have a cell phone. Didn't have pagers. Nobody could touch us. We were gods, my friends. What a fucking great time to, to be alive. I'm thankful for the internet. It's one of the greatest inventions uh, in human history, and I'm thankful to have it, but man, like I really do feel like, you know, for lack of a better uh, term, if you remember the movie Last of the Mohicans, like you feel like you're the last, like of a dying breed, like you're cut from a, a different cloth because you grew up, you know, with cigarette vending machines, not wearing seatbelts, driving in the back of pickups, getting on your bike and disappearing for 15 hours and nobody gave a fuck. And you didn't know you were just untouchable. Yeah, but you were my friend. So everybody who's in my age bracket, shout out to you guys. And then the other thing I did see was just a quote uh, from The Matrix. 
that man if you watch that movie there's so many things where maybe that's the way I see things and and I visualize the world and life and, and my experiences but it feels like eerily um true the further away you get like from the movie obviously I watched the movie when I was a young kid and now like you rewatch it or you see clips and you read uh quotes from it and you're like man it feels like we're in a simulation. It feels like this could be real. And the quote is where uh, Morpheus is talking to Neo, and he just says, you have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inured, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they'll fight to protect it. Welcome to 2023, my friends. Uh, again, it's not a political stand. It's not anything. I just think a lot of people are, you, you, you listen to certain things, you watch certain things, you've been taught certain things in school and you just adopt that and you just kind of hopelessly cling to it and believe it that like, that's the truth and that's how things are. And I would hope now in the, the world you're in, there's more transparency everywhere and everything. And what you see is, is not always what you get. And I don't know, I guess maybe because being in this uh, entrepreneurial world and life and meeting so many different types of people from all walks of life and different states and different countries and from people who are ridiculously wealthy to people who just make enough to get by, people who work the traditional corporate path, people who are completely entrepreneurial, people who do the you know <clears throat> old school husband goes to work, <clears throat> wife stays home that type of stuff. And then the people who are together and they're married, but they're not married and they buy a house before they're married and they have kids before they're married and all these different things like, <clears throat> excuse me. My point is, is there's no right and wrong way to do any of this stuff. It's all fucking made up, everybody. Uh, I, I can't say that any clearer. And I've said it since the day we started doing this podcast. This podcast is made up. I'm in a building right now with my name on the outside of it. That was an idea in my head. That shit was made up. Everything we do, we're all just kids playing adult. We really are. Nobody has it all figured out. Some more than others, for sure. Some people have their shit together. Some people don't. But we're all just trying to make sense of all the things that are going on. We're all just, uh, you know, in a sense, damaged children, you know, playing adult in this weird kind of world that we live in. And I, I say all that not to get, you know, this, you know, esoteric uh, kind of view of everything and it's can be perfect and this and everything is bullshit, but we compare a lot. And that's what today's episode is about. I'm going to play off a piece from Precision Nutrition. Uh, Emily Beers put this out uh, a long time ago and it's off of the phrase, you know, why can't I look more like them? And how the comparison complex makes you hate your body. Um, and hopefully I can walk you through five ways to beat it for good. And it doesn't just have to be your body, you guys. It can be your career. Why can't my career look more like that? Why can't my job look more like that? Why can't my house? Why can't my car? Why can't my family? Why can't my relationship? You name it. It really is endless. It doesn't <clears throat> excuse me, have to be tied to just the physical body. I'll touch on that because that's what I do for a living, but I see this with everything um, that goes on. And 
the secret about comparison, and you've heard me talk about this before, we've done other podcasts on it. I'm going to walk you through, hopefully, how to not hate yourself here today and not hate your appearance and, and hate how you look and, and hate how you move and just appreciate, you know, what you have today and understand you can work in a healthy way to change certain things that you don't like about yourself, um, but not dwell on them to the point where it becomes crippling and it holds you back. And th- again, this goes for everything, you guys. And I, and I know in the world now it's it's heightened to a level that it's never been before. That's why I say if you're going to be on social media, one, look at your screen time. Like, Can you guys just check your screen time and see how many hours a day you're spending on your phone? And then two, where is the time spent? What apps are you spending the most time on? And if it is TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, are you spending two hours a day scrolling on fucking Instagram? And if you are, that's fine. No judgment here. But is it making you feel a certain way? Is it actually, is it relaxing for you? Does it put you at ease? Are you looking at the right things? Or does it stress you out? Does it give you anxiety? Do you feel like you're comparing to people. And sometimes it might be your friend circle. I see a lot of that here. And I'll share this real quick. I was talking um, at Thanksgiving. We we're at a, a big gathering of a bunch of people that we know. And just having a conversation with somebody, I want to leave out the names here because it's too close to home for people who listen. Talking to somebody that we know just about social media and saying, hey, you know, I got rid of Instagram. I just, I couldn't, I found myself, I found myself saying early on, like, oh, I could look at it. It's not going to affect me. It's not going to, you know, play any major part in my life. And then I found myself getting on there and almost feeling anxious looking at it. And then found myself comparing to other people who were doing what I thought was better than me and looked like they're doing it bigger and better than me and had uh, a nicer house or a nicer car or they were taking better trips or you name it. And this person who's an educated, uh, successful person found themselves falling into that trap. Everybody does it and everybody can get roped into it if you don't put safeguards in place. And it's a super unhealthy place to be. So the secret about comparison, you guys, is everybody's doing it. Everybody. It's human fucking nature to compare yourselves to others. We do it here on our, on our Sunday Metcons. We all do these workouts, and we all, at the end of the day, we compare scores. That's what we do. As humans, we keep stats. And for certain things, that's what you're doing. When you play football in the NFL, you're keeping stats. When you play baseball, you're keeping stats. When you're in school, they're tracking grades, they're keeping stats. What's your GPA? What's your class rank? That's just what we do. When you're at your job, here's your goals, uh, here's your matrix. Here's the metrics we're going to measure you by. That is what we're doing. And for certain things, it's just what we have to do. But you don't always have to do it. And you don't have to do it in an unhealthy way. If you go back to like the 1950s, there was a psychologist, uh, Leon, I think Festinger is how you say his name. He coined the term social comparison theory. The idea in order to gauge our success, in quotes, because success, again, is relative, what is success to you versus me versus Michael Jordan might be completely different things. 
But the idea is in order to gauge success in any given area of life, career success, um, intelligence, whatever, the appearance, what we look like to another is how we have a point of reference. What we look like to other people, that becomes the point of reference. But we don't just look to anyone. You know, we compare ourselves to our, you know, relevant peer group, uh, if you will. And so that's made up of people who we perceive to be around our same level in any given attribute. So, for example, if you are a top, top tier high school star, you're one of the, a basketball star, let's say you're the, you know, number one, two, three, four, five ranked high school recruit in the nation. you're likely going to compare yourselves to top players in your, you know, ranking than you would to NBA players because the NBA is too far away from you now. So if you're the best 16-year-old basketball player in America, you're probably not comparing yourself to Jokic or Giannis or LeBron today. Does that make sense what I'm saying? We tend to do it to our peer groups. If you're a 22-year-old and you're at your career – you're probably not comparing yourself to a 54-year-old. You're comparing yourself to someone in your peer group, 22, 23, 24, 25. Now, it's probably no surprise that your friends, your neighbors, and your colleagues typically fall into your comparison bucket. And that's what I mean by when you follow people on social and you feel inferior or you feel bad, Why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why is it necessary? The answer is it's not. And that's why I say, like, I'm not saying don't follow your friends. I'm not saying don't follow your neighbors or your colleagues. But if you find yourself watching their shit, wishing you looked like them or had their life, and it makes you feel negative inside, stop doing it. Because most people, this is most everybody, it's you're not doing it to like, okay, if you're a guy right now and you're 40 years old, you're probably not comparing yourself to NFL players, right? Like you're probably not saying like, well, you know, I'm pretty fast for a 40 year old, but compared to Tyreek Hill in the NFL, I'm super slow. It's not what we do. Most people compare to your peer group, which is your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues. That's your comparison bucket. But Some people can also be influenced by people you have no clear connection to, depending on how much time you spend listening, watching them. A movie star, uh, if you're a CrossFitter, probably people who are in the CrossFit games, CrossFit champions, uh, everybody else out there, Instagram influencers, if you will. Um, Celebrities can become a part of your peer group to the point where you actually feel like you know them. You know, depending on how much time you spend immersed in their content like think about how somebody like can binge watch like a netflix series and become attached to like certain characters it works in a similar way like if you spend your time watching or reading about certain people it can feel like they're part of your peer group even if you never met them wild shit Uh, i'm not saying i'm special because i'm not i'm a fucking idiot like anybody else but there's people who come in here who have listened to this podcast for six years or followed us on social media for the last 10 years. And they walk in, they're like, can I give you a hug? You've helped me so much. And that's fine, um, as long as you're not a super creep and try to like grab my butt or something, I'm happy to oblige. Uh, but 
it is different because I am in their circle, but I don't know them. And that's where it becomes strange, where you listen to somebody for so long, or you watch them on social for so long, and then uh, Heather and I, uh, like a week or two ago, were out riding bikes to this um, place uh, not that far from our house. She's like, hey, let's ride over here. It's, it's, a, it's a patio. It's outside. Uh, it's very bike, uh, dog-friendly, just kind of a neat uh, atmosphere. And, you know, she's like, I don't have any makeup on or whatever. And I'm like, nobody gives a shit. Like, we're just two middle-aged people and no one cares about us. But then there's someone like, oh, sees you. It's like, oh, there's Jeremy. There's Heather. And then Heather sees some uh, person that they she knows from, you know, Instagram too. And it's like, oh, there's so-and-so. And what I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. But my point is, is that she, like, we hadn't met those people. They hadn't met us. But you have this feeling of, like, you know each other because of her interactions on social media with them. Kind of crazy, right? Like regardless of, of who we consider our peers, we tend to feel good about ourselves when we think that we're in the top third of the group, right? Um, and the big problem with that is the moment we believe that we're better than two-thirds of our peers, we switch groups, and that cycle starts over again. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So you create a comparison circle of probably the people who are around your age, um, depending on what category you're looking in, and around your career or your skill level. And then depending on the people you listen to and watch and follow on social media and depending on their age, you compare yourself to them too. And you feel really good about yourself when you feel like you're in the top part of that echelon. And then the moment you start to believe like, oh man, I'm better than you know two-thirds of the people, you know, so I'm doing good, you will switch groups. And that cycle starts all over again. So now you're not in the top. You're in the bottom of that group. See, that's where if we talk about, you know, body composition, most people who are 100 pounds overweight or 50 pounds overweight, they don't start out wanting to have six-pack abs. But once you see yourself as a fit person, you start to identify with a new group of people who are even leaner, fitter, stronger than you were before. And surprise, those folks seem to have visible abs. Well, now that's the group I have to be in. If you do it with your career, and again, I'm not saying don't strive to be fitter. Don't strive to have a better career. Don't strive to have a nicer house or or drive different cars and, and wear fancy designer clothes. You do you. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. But I can sit here and say, like, we know people who live in homes that cost two, three, four, five, six, seven million dollars. And there was a time where their comparison group was, you know, in terms of homes, people who lived in six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollar houses. And then it went to this house. And then it went to this house. And those same people, some of them that we know, still feel now like they're not successful or they haven't achieved enough or they need another house or they need the next house, even though they currently live in a $3 million house, which at when they had got it at the time was like, holy shit, I can't believe we live here. Now it's like, well, it's okay. But compared to Rich's house, who is $10 million or compared to, you know, Roger's house, who is $14 million. Well, now we suck again. And that's what I mean. It doesn't matter what area of life, if it's your career 
your relationship, the trips you take, the car you drive, how you look, it never ends. There's always somebody out there. And I'll touch on that a little bit later on. But if you're comparing, you know, yourself to another person, how can you ever feel good about your own body, right? How, how can you ever feel good if you're always comparing to someone who's leaner, faster, stronger, younger, better good-looking, uh, better genetics, someone who uh, is smarter here, more successful here, ha- had family help here, who names it? You just, you can't keep playing that game, you guys. And what I want to walk through is just five basic strategies that, that you can hopefully follow wherever you're at right now um, to help you kind of kick that shit, hopefully for good. Um, I don't know if I can cure it for you, but here's five ways to stop comparing yourself to other people, uh, at least physically. And if you draw a line from physical to financial or uh, relationship or career, uh, it's pretty easy to connect the dots. The first thing I would tell anybody listening out there, if you really suffer with the comparison bullshit, focus on actions, not on outcomes. Focus on your actions every day, not just the outcomes. If you do that, the outcomes are going to get there at some point, but it's the daily actions that you can control. Maybe you'd like to be a size four or a size five. Maybe you want to bench press 300 pounds, or you want to run a mile in six minutes or less, or maybe you want to have six-pack abs. These are benchmarks that, for some people, are meaningful. Um, Some people, they're not. But because they're like an objective um, way to compare yourselves to others, for some people, it can be a red flag. I'm not saying not to have goals, but is the goal helping you or is it hurting you? Only you know. Um, But if you really just have goals that mean something to you and not anybody else, you don't have to wonder how you stack up. You know, the numbers are going to tell you. That's it. And if you're doing it, say, hey, I want to be a size four. I want to bench 300 pounds. I want to run a a six-minute mile or less. I want to have six-pack abs because I want to, not because your fucking brother did it or your sister did it or your, you know, CrossFit group did it or the people in your office did it because you did it. You're not doing it to compare yourself to others. You're doing it for yourself. And those are hard, fast numbers that you don't have to know how you stack up against the room. The numbers are going to tell you how you stack up against you. And again... For some people, those things are helpful um, and they get you to achieve your goals. And for other people, they can be demoralizing. You got to know yourself and you got to know what motivates you and what drives you and what is going to set you up for success and not for, you know, guaranteed failure. After all, you know, we can't, if we're talking physical body, right? You can't fully control how your body's going to respond to nutrition. In training. You just can't. Uh, By setting certain goals that require certain outcomes, anything that falls short can feel like failure, especially when you see other people succeed in a group or in a challenge. And so 
The solution is rather than focusing on just the end result, which I talked about, concentrate on the small daily tasks and actions and habits that are going to help you lose fat and get stronger and run faster and be more mobile. These are called habit-based goals. For example, if you're trying to lose body fat, you might set a goal of eating lean protein at every meal, um, having you know, lean produce at every meal, so protein, produce, water, wash, rinse, repeat, uh, exercising for at least 30 minutes three times a week, getting 10,000 steps in per day. These actions done consistently are examples of how to you know, lose fat, and they're under your control. And as goals, you know, they shift your mindset away from comparison and provide you more of an opportunity to celebrate your successes and your efforts and instead of thinking about everybody else's accomplishments. To be sure, focusing on actions over outcomes may require a mental adjustment on your part, but with practice, it's going to feel like the natural right way to do it. Hopefully that makes sense what I'm saying. Here, like for us, uh, if, it's, if it's Heather and I, and if she was here, she'd echo the same. We have friends who, you know, do different things financially than we do. Some of our friends, we make more money than them. Some of them make more money than us. We might take better trips than some of our friends. Some of our friends take better trips than we do. And what I mean by better is maybe they always fly private or they're always flying first class and they only stay at five-star places. We sometimes do fancy things. We sometimes do it, you know, kind of ghetto. And we live in a nicer place than some of our friends. Some of our friends live in, you know, three, four, five, six, seven million dollar homes. Again, I'm not comparing to those things. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't need to look at what they do. I'm just doing it the best way that I want to do it for myself that makes me happy. It's the same thing with the money I make, with the vehicles I drive, with the clothes I wear, with how I run my business. I do it for me. I don't do it for anybody else. And all I do is I focus on the actions I can take every single day that are going to get me closer to my goals. It doesn't matter what everybody around me is doing. I don't give a shit. I'm happy for everybody if they're happy, but it has nothing to do with my success. And their success does not steal from my success. Someone else being super fast does not make me slow. Someone else being super muscular doesn't make me look like a skinny little bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody who's 3% body fat doesn't make me feel like I'm fat. They're on their journey. I'm on my journey. You have to understand that. And all you can control is your daily habits towards what you want to do. Now, if you look for other people for motivation and inspiration, I'm a fan of that. But ask yourself, is it motivating you? Is it inspiring you? And is it dragging you down? And I'll talk on the social specific stuff here in a second. But the second strategy, you got to put things into perspective every single day. It's easy to obsess over the bullshit luxury problems and, and minuscule details of what you don't like about your career or what you don't like about your house or your car or your life or your spouse or your body for that matter. Most of these things are luxury problems. Again, everybody listening to here has some shit. You got some real problems in your life. I'm not discrediting that. I'm not downplaying it. I got real problems. So does Heather. So do some of our friends. So do many of you. We all probably got a a, a chink or two in the armor right? But a lot of the shit that we sometimes worry about is luxury problems. Oh, my grass isn't green enough. Oh, there's stuff floating in my pool. Oh, my dishwasher broke. 
Oh, my air conditioner went out. No, albeit those are problems. But Heather and I have been watching um, the Bass Reeves show on uh, on Paramount Plus, which is a, uh, I guess, the prequel to 1883, which he was uh, one of the main characters on 1883, taking people through the Oregon Trail. And it, the setting's like 18, I think 64 is the time frame. And I'm just watching it, and we're like, how? Like, how are these people living their life? Like, how, how do they smell, right? Like, I'm like, they probably shower or, like, take a bath, like, once a week, the, the ones who have running water. I'm like, where do they take a shit? Where does all the sewage go? Where is their drinking water? How much? I'm like, I'm taking fucking, you know, athletic greens every day, and I'm eating, like, organic, whole nutrient-dense foods, and I'm going to sleep in this, you know, temperature-controlled room, and I got fans on, and these guys are, like, living in log cabins in the middle of nowhere, uh, trying to just do enough farming and just live in this completely insane fucking existence. And we're complaining that, you know, we have seven different, you know, subscription services that we can't figure out which one has which show on at which time. And again, it's just wild. The perspective that we lose, um, again, is the world perfect? No, it's fucked up. And there's a lot of things that are going wrong in the world right now, but man, if you think it's it's worse now than it was in 1883 or 1864 or 1920, you're out of your fucking mind. You really are. Because you know what they weren't doing? They weren't obsessing about other people's bodies. Some people were, I'm sure, but not at the scale we were today. Because people didn't travel all over the world and they couldn't see what everybody was doing. If they got had problems, it was in their 10-mile radius. And some people never made it 100 miles from their home. That's just reality. So again, perspective is what I'm talking about here. Um, Bass Reeves, by the way, great show. Um, another Taylor Sheridan project, but it's easy to obsess over what you don't like about your life, especially your body. If you got cellulite in the back of your legs, or maybe you, you think your belly looks fat when you, when you lean over, or you can grab a certain amount of, you know, stomach fat or certain body parts, uh, look too skinny. You don't have enough muscle. They look flabby. They look whatever the, the thing is that you're focusing on, you're only making it worse. No matter who you are, you can probably name at least a couple things you don't like about your body. And too often, those thoughts take up way more headspace than they should. And a lot of people are guilty doing this. They get out of the shower and they look in the mirror and they stare. And they hyper-focus on the areas that they don't like. And they move and they crouch and they shift and they pinch and they poke and oh man, this is the worst. And they do that maybe multiple times a day, some people every day, some people every other day, uh, but a lot of people are guilty of it. And it's a really unhealthy practice. And it's something you have to stop doing, especially if you're, you're getting up and you're trying, you're not abusing drugs and alcohol, you're trying to eat real food, you're exercising routinely. Give yourself some fucking grace, man. Like, don't be your own worst enemy. And by reminding yourself that really what matters in life is not if you have cellulite in the back of your legs. Are you a good wife? Are you a good husband? Are you a good mom? Are you a good dad? Do you try to do more good in the world than harm? That's it, man. Are you, are you happy? Are you having fun? You can dilute those negative feelings and make them less powerful if you focus on them less often and remind yourself of what really fucking matters. And sometimes it's journaling, sometimes it's writing a note, sometimes it's making a video to yourself, talking to yourself, you know, hey, 
and when you're in a good mood and you're feeling good and say, hey, hey, future dumbass, like if you ever watched The Office, like Michael Scott would make a like a, a video of himself, like if a scenario went good or if a scenario went bad, they're actually hilarious. But as, as dumb as that sounds, it is helpful. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not giving you like a, a giant to-do list of certain things, but just consider a quick and easy way you can get a, a daily dose of perspective. If every single day you, you wrote down three things that you're grateful for or one thing you're excited about or one thing that you're proud of from that day or even the day before, I'm proud I did in 30 minutes of mobility today. I'm proud that I got my 10,000 steps in. I'm proud that I didn't drink wine tonight. I'm proud that I saved you know, $300 or I'm proud that I paid off you know, 50 bucks of credit card debt, whatever the fuck it is. These little things, and if you if you have a giant calendar and you just write them each day, like oh wow, every single day for the last thirty days, I did X, Y, and Z, and making that list can give you a little mental boost. If you do it routinely, it can start to transform your mindset from the place of comparison and I suck and I'm awful to this more appreciative state. And as add a bonus, you can look back on the previous entries and see how far you've come. Again, I don't journal like that. But I do keep notes on my phone. I do have about 800 post-its here. And I do have a giant board of things, I'm d- things I've done and things, especially when I can feel like, oh, man, you know, I really wasn't that productive this week. And I look back on just a couple of the post-its that I've written down. I'm like, okay, actually, you know what? Even if I didn't feel like it, that's not the reality because I'm comparing to a different version of me. I'm comparing to a different week that I had. I'm comparing to a different day that I had. But even if it wasn't the most productive or the most efficient workout or the best week of eating, I still had a lot of positive, even if it wasn't quote unquote perfect. And I sure as fuck am not comparing to anybody else. So, oh, well, you know, Susie doesn't have cellulite on her legs. And, you know, Jan has, you know, the greatest butt ever. And, you know, Rick, he, he never seems like he's out of shape. Like, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It only matters what you're doing. If you use them as a source of, you know, motivation and they make you happy and they push you to make you feel good, great. If there's any feeling at all of, wow, oh, fuck, they always are doing awesome. I always suck. You have to stop. You have to, this is the strategy number three, eliminate your comparison triggers. You have to get rid of them. Think of a behavior activity um, or a, a place aimed at, at helping you get healthier are there any that cause you to feel less adequate? Like any behaviors that you're doing that make you feel like shit? Um, it could be something as simple as you're watching a social media influencer or uh, even like, you know, those crazy food prep um, bloggers and the people that are always out there. My wife, I forget the one my wife shares with me all the time. Her food looks amazing. Um, it looks great. And... Obviously, that person, that's their career, that's their job. They have endless amounts of, of time to experiment with new, delicious, uh, amazing, you know, filmed macro recipes. And, and your life just isn't like that. My life isn't like that. My food doesn't look like hers. It's never going to. Uh, it's not going to taste as good. It's not going to look as good. Um, it's, it's probably just as healthy, uh, if not healthier, but it will never be on the level of, like, is it, I forget, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's a, this famous food blogger my wife will show me and I'm like, that looks awesome. I can never do that. 
And you might be guilty of that too. It could be uh, the advanced spin class that you struggle with. Or uh, if you're on a diet right now and it leaves you feeling guilty because you're always cheating and you can't stick to it. Or a weight loss challenge that you joined at work. You know, if you're always comparing to something else, you're never going to feel comfortable in your own skin. Even if you get leaner and stronger, there's always the next level. Does that make sense what I'm saying? You got to ask yourself, is there a specific place and person and practice that always makes you feel like you're not enough? And if you can put that trigger of self-comparison on hold, you can get to a space you need to reassess your situation and decide what you really want. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So ask yourself, hey, do I watch, again, some of, some of you might watch my shit and be like, well, I want to do what Jeremy does exactly the way that he does it. I'm like, and some of you are way better. You're fitter, you're stronger, you're leaner, you're whatever the fuck than me. And some of you are not. But I do this for a living. And I've done it for a living for the better part of 20 years. And I was an athlete before that. And genetics are real too. I got some shitty genetics in some areas and I got some great genetics in another. That's just it. You have to know, like, if you're watching it, just have some context. You know, even if you listen to the stuff we say and what we do, you can do it in your own way. You don't have to do it exactly the way that I do it and doesn't have to look and be exactly the same way that I do it. It can be in your own way. Because if you're doing it and you're comparing it, say, well, I'm in fitness too, Jeremy, and I don't run my business like you do. You probably run a better one. And you probably run a one that is beneficial to you in your life. Because if you look at it and say, well, you're always posting on this and you're always working out and you're doing an hour of mobility a day, it's going to make you feel like you're not doing enough. And then people feel like a fraud and they feel like they're not living uh, you know, up to their potential and they feel like they're not disciplined enough. And that's just not a good place to be. And it's just also not true. So what you have to do is, hopefully if you're a person who listens to the things that we say here and you read the things that we put out and you watch the things that we do, they're there to help you. And if they make you feel shitty, don't listen to us. And don't follow it and don't read it. You know, take what you want, leave the rest. But you have to really ask yourself, is there a specific place I go? Is there a certain community of people I surround myself with? Is there a certain person I interact with or watch? Is there a certain practice that I'm doing that always makes me feel like I'm not good enough? And that triggers me to compare myself. And then I leave feeling defeated and like shit. Only you can know that. But I don't want that for any of you. Which leads me to strategy number four. You got to transform your social networks. You got to really curate social media and you got to have some boundaries. You got to look through your friends. You got to look through the people that you're following and the lists and ask yourself whether each person or account is educating you, is making you happy, um, is bringing you joy or laughter, or are they making you feel like shit? Or do they drag you down? Do they leave you feeling a certain kind of way? And there's nothing against them, but you're doing social media for you. It's for you and you alone, not anybody else. So if your friends list or your follow list or the pages and the podcasts and the YouTube stuff you subscribe to is not making you feel good, for lack of a better word, unfriend and unfollow them. 
I know for some of you, that's going to be a really tough decision. Uh, and it's really hard to do. I don't know if you can just mute them or not see them without doing that because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But at the end of the day, it's not about their feelings. It's about your mental health. Because when you feel like shit mentally, it's real tough to get out of, man. It affects your physical in everything. How you eat, how you sleep, how you think, it's tough. I would tell anybody, start following people who inspire you, who educate you, and just make you laugh and put you in a good mood. Life is simple, you know, on the surface. It gets real muddy and complex uh, as individuals as we drill down on the things that happen on our journey. But in the macro, it's really simple. I'll, I'll say this at the end of the episode too. Do more shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too fucking short not to, man. So follow people who inspire you and educate you and make you laugh. In fact, if you can, work with people in your job who inspire you, educate you, and make you laugh. Your friends circle. Make sure there are people who inspire you and educate you and make you laugh. Your family that you you choose to keep close and associate with, make sure they inspire you, educate you, and make you laugh. If any of those people and any of those groups make you feel like shit, get them out of your fucking life. They are a drain, my friends. They're not a fountain. They're a vampire. They're an energy suck. They'll take everything from you. You you know these people. They always want something from you. It's transactional. They're always taking. They're rarely ever, ever giving. And it's only, you know, what can you do for me? Or they're just a person that they might not even know they're doing it to you. And you're, you just have some kind of complex where you think you guys are about the same age and you're, you look about the same and you have about the same career. So you should have the same, the same houses or the same cars or the same husbands or the same kids or whatever the fuck your thing is or the same bodies. And if you're doing that, let that shit go. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't ever talk to them and you got to, you know, treat them like the plague. But if you're watching them in this envious, jealous, comparison bullshit, that's on you. Let that shit go. So understand this can be anybody. This can be people you know personally in your close circle. It can be celebrities, whatever that means, or influencers, whatever it means, who give you negative or positive feelings. Your goal is to custom build a a peer group that fosters love for you and your career, and your relationships, and your life, and your body, and your mind. That's it. You don't have to see anything. Here's a crazy thing. You don't have to have social media. You don't have to have it. You can get rid of it. And if you have to have it for your job, you can do what I do. Post and ghost, set up boundaries, have times you're on it, have times you're not on it. Choose to share the things that you share. That's it. And choose to follow the things that you follow. Unfollow anything and curate, you know, a feed. If you're like a feed person or a suggestive person, that's just full of, you know, ocean waves and puppies. If that makes you feel good or whatever your thing is, you don't have to see global news. You don't have to see all the bullshit that's going on in the world. You don't have to follow people who make you feel like trash. Again, the the task I would give you guys is look at your social media. Really look at what you're consuming every day and how much of it you're consuming. And if it makes you feel like shit, get rid of some of it. For the first time ever, 
you might start to, to be in a good place, you know, and you might start to actually have, you know, friends uh, and podcasts and newsletters and accounts that contribute to your growth instead of hindering it and holding you back. Again, only you guys know that. And the last thing I'll say is, I mentioned this briefly quick, seek meaningful connections, like real connections. Think about real habits that make you feel good, that make you feel like you're in control. Instead of feeling like you have to constantly do more, be better, pursue all these things and measure up to the world. If you want to pursue things, if you want to push forward, that's awesome. But it's not a dick measuring contest with the world. You're not going to win, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the way I think about, you know, dudes, like, dudes, I just want to be bigger. There's always someone bigger. There's always someone leaner. There's always someone faster. There's always someone stronger, unless you're that person. And even if you are, you get to be the fastest, you get to be the best. It's only for a short period of time. Because Father Time's undefeated. Somebody else is coming. Again, it's the, you know, if you can admit the things that are fucking you up, it becomes real impactful. If you're addicted to social, you're addicted to comparing to your, you know, your girlfriends, you're addicted to the bathroom scale, you name it. When you can start to really be honest about the things that are fucking you up, life gets real good, you know. The overwhelming feeling uh, that people get from comparison, I think, becomes crippling at times. But for some people, and not that they become numb to it, it just becomes a way of life. And they think, like, I have to live this way and I have to feel this way. You don't. Um, I think what you have to understand is comparison is a thing that's going to happen in life. And in certain arenas, it's... It's meant for that, and in certain arenas, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to exist that way. Um, if you can be honest with yourself and with your partner, if you got a good husband and wife and support circle, that's going to help. Um, I just think you got to appreciate where you're at and all the gifts that you do have, and that that's what we drill down on the perspective. But whether it's you know online or in real life, you know, sharing your your journey, which I think is the most important thing for people, your struggles and your stories, um, that's a way you can build a real connection, a real community, uh, and real support. And that's a lot more uplifting than just scrolling through social, you know, um, if you're a fitness person, like with, through the hashtags like, you know, Fitspo or Six Pack or like, you know, hashtag entrepreneur, hashtag blessed, like... All the bullshit stuff that's out there, right? Like genuine conversations um, beat silent comparison every single time. Again, I mentioned this before. There's always going to be someone leaner, fitter, and stronger out there. There's always going to be somebody with a better house, with a fancier car, that took a better quote-unquote trip than you, whatever better means. They have fancier designer clothes. They have the newest this or the most recent that. There will always be somebody who seems like they're doing better than you, especially on social fucking media. We all know this. But instead of focusing on the things that take away from your joy and happiness, 
Build your own support system. Seek out role models. Surround yourself with good people who lift you up, people who fan your flame, not people who piss on your fire. Turn your attention to the people who love you for who you are and who help you love yourself. If you pay close attention, you might finally realize what they see in you. And that's when you've beaten the comparison game for good, my friends. I want to share this really fast here um, on the comparison side of it. Now, hopefully, if you feel like shit about your body, some of these things helped you. The reality is this. We're all going to be dead in 100 years, and no one's going to give a fuck about this podcast or the way that you looked at 28 or 42 or 85. And I know some of you listening, you're probably over the age of, of 30. And you might be like, well, Jeremy, I'm 36. You know, I remember when I was 22. Yeah, but you could also imagine yourself at 90. And I imagine you at 90 wishes you were 36. So it's like you can always compare up and down either way. And I, I mentioned this the other day too, just comparing to people, why can't I look like this person? Genetics is real. You know, it just is. Uh, some people are taller, some are shorter, some are naturally leaner, some are naturally uh, fatter. Some people naturally have more muscle and less muscle. Some people build muscle easier, uh, easier than others. Uh, some people are faster. Some people are slower. Some are stronger. Some are weaker. This is life. Some of that comes from your mom and dad. Some of that comes from age range training. I'm, I'm 40 years old. I've never been able to do the splits my entire life. Matter of fact, I've actually never tried um, until recently. And come to find out, uh, yeah, it's hard to do. And I have been doing an hour of mobility, not just on the splits, but uh, probably 20 minutes of that is split specific each day or, or things that contribute to that, um, whether it be hamstrings, uh, hips, uh, hip flexors, uh, TFL, uh, doing uh, kind of like the uh, foot elevated ATG, uh, split squats, Jefferson curls, those types of things to get uh, my front splits uh, perfect by the end of the year, which is great. And uh, I've made a shit ton of progress, so much. And then uh, I come in here the other day, my dude Mike D comes in, who's, what is Mike D, like 46 or 7 or 8, somewhere in there. And uh, this motherfucker comes in, just does a side splits cold. Ain't even warmed up. Literally walk, walked out of bed, straight side splits. Now, if I'm going to compare myself to him, how do you think I feel? I've been doing this shit for an hour a day, every day for nine months. And this fucking guy comes in here, older than me, straight, perfect side splits, like it was nothing. Didn't even get warmed up. Dude, I got to warm up for 15 minutes just to get the front splits to where I'm at now, which is probably two inches from the ground. Um, some of the parts even closer. If I'm going to compare, he just crushed all my dreams in five seconds. But I don't do that. He has hypermobility in his hips. He has been practicing that since his days of doing martial arts, probably as an eight-year-old kid. And he's you know, pretty much always kept it. Every time he comes in here, he does the same uh, hip openers for inner hamstrings uh, and, his, and his quads. Uh, and his hips, and I watch him, and it's impressive as fuck, but I can't compare to that, or my wife, who who, do, who does mobility every day, but doesn't spend the time that I do on it, and I watch her just pop right in the splits too, 
Is that fair? Genetics is real, my friends. Her years of, of dancing and all the things that she did and cheerleading, it plays a role, just like anything else. That's why you can't compare. Even if you're in the same peer group, even if you've been working at something for a long time, you don't know the reps that someone else put in. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like if you're like, well, Jeremy, I want to do what you do here. I'm like, do you know how many push-ups I've done? Like thousands and thousands, like thousands and tens of thousands of more, right? Or walking lunges. Or how do you get, you know, how do you row a 2K, you know, or yeah, how do you row a 2K in six minutes and 30 seconds? Well, I the best coach, in my opinion, ever. And I died to do it. You know, like there's just certain things that we can't compare to in certain times and certain eras. And we want to do that. And you can't do it in life and you can't do it with your physical body. Genetics is real, age range training is real, and sometimes luck is just part of the game with everything. I'm not, I'm not discrediting hard work at all, but it is part of it. Timing matters as well in anything in life. And I share this because I think sometimes people think I just, you know, a lot of you know my story, but if you look at, again, there's, there's kids on YouTube right now who are making $20 million a year doing whatever kind of fucking videos they're doing. I don't make $20 million a year. I don't think I'm ever going to make $20 million in a year. I don't see how it's possible. I don't I don't see how I'd ever make $10 million in a year. Yet you got kids on YouTube filming fuck-around videos making $20 million a year. Now they're working super hard. They figured some things out. They put a lot of time into it. It's a lot of effort. But if I'm going to compare my success to theirs and like, financially, well, clearly I'm a complete fucking loser, right? Like, that's why I say it's a lose-lose situation. If I compare to the the gym right next door to me, well, yeah, I smoked that guy. I don't even know his name. Or the guy who's one block behind me. I'm sure they're successful. I'm sure they're awesome. I'm sure they're doing great. Are they doing what I'm doing? No. So am, am I a success and they're a failure? No. Like, either I put myself on a pedestal to feel good, or I compare myself to, you know, who's the kid is it is that it's not Andy's toys right the YouTube kid who makes like 30 million dollars a year like yeah I'm a loser compared to him but oh Ryan's toys that's what it is it's a lose-lose and for anybody who looks at what we do here and thinks it was just this straight line of success it wasn't by any means you know I graduate college and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I moved down to uh, Florida have a job lined up, never end up taking it because I don't want to do it. Uh, I'm a college graduate, end up working in a golf course with my best friend um, as a cart kid, you know, cleaning off golf clubs, um, picking up range balls in a giant tractor, uh, you know, for basically minimum wage and just tips. Now, was it fun? Yeah, fuck yeah, it was fun. I put on AirPods and I pick up range balls where people uh, peg me with golf balls. And I get to hang out with my best friend um, in Florida where the weather's warm and you can play golf and I can exercise two hours a day and it's, it's a fucking golden era of life. But that's my first gig out of college. I'm a college graduate and I'm working at a fucking golf course with a bunch of fucking idiots. And then that, you know, is not a career path. So I moved back, you know, to Minnesota. I'm living in my dad's basement. And then I go from there to get my, my GA spot, you know, in Mitchell fucking South Dakota, and then I'm living in, in South Dakota, you know, and that's my spot. I have a, a quick stint, 
you know, at Iowa Western um, in basically Council Bluffs, uh, Iowa, and or Omaha, Nebraska. And then, well, I'm like, that's not really what I want to do. Then I pop back to live in my dad's basement again uh, for a short stint, and I'm just trying to figure my life out, right? Um, and I remember it was May 17th of 2008, and I get a call from a buddy of mine here, drunk, saying, hey, man, uh, like 2 in the morning, you got to move down here. It's amazing in Arizona. You'll love it here. Uh, you can sleep in my bedroom. I'll sleep on the couch. I don't give a shit. You just got to get here. And I remember it because it was snowing on May 17th, and I'm just looking at my life like, dude, you're 24 years old. You have no career. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're just completely fucking up. Um, you're kind of in fitness a little bit. You're kind of not in fitness. You don't really know where you want to go. What's the worst that can happen? And I remember texting back and said, yeah, I'll, I'll come, dude. I'd never been to Scottsdale or Phoenix. Never been here. Didn't see anything um, about it. Did really no research because that's not who I am. And uh, I'm like, let me save up enough money. Um, and I'll come right after my birthday, which was in August. So I saved up about uh, $3,000, and uh, I did owe money to Care Credit because I had LASIK eye surgery, so I was actually, uh, I guess, had a negative net worth at the time. And I packed up my car um, with what I had, and uh, I drove to, uh, to Scottsdale, and I got here uh, in August of, uh, of 2008, and uh, no clue. Um, had never been here. It was 120 degrees. I remember getting out of my car and I was like, this is like having your hair dryer on. Like it was just, uh, you're like an earth's oven. And I remember being here and I had just turned 25 years old. And from there, I'm refing uh, youth uh, basketball games for money. And uh, I get one job here in, uh, in corporate America, I guess, if you will, as, a, as an academic advisor. And I do that for about a year before I cl quit. With uh, No, I take that back. I actually had a job here. I was doing this uh, training job, um, social work, essentially, for uh, troubled youth. And I was there for three days. And uh, I actually quit on the, uh, on the Friday, and I met Heather um, at a bar that Friday too. So when she met me, I'm like, yeah, I actually just quit my job and I have no money and I have no skills. And I'm basically a mutant who doesn't talk, but, um, I'm ripped and I look like a younger Bruce Willis. So if that is attractive to you, let's hook up. And, uh, that's how I met her, but I had this job for three days. And then shortly after meeting her, I get this job in corporate America as academic advisor. And I got through it for about a year. And then I quit um, right around Thanksgiving time of uh, 2009 and uh, start Jeremy Scott Fitness with no clients, no money, and no resources. And here I am today, 15 years later. And I share that with you not to scroll down memory lane, but for anybody who's saying like, oh, Jeremy, you know, like you're doing this today, I am doing it today. After working 100 hours a week for 15 years and after going through all that shit, going from Iowa to Minnesota to Florida to South Dakota 
to Iowa, back to Minnesota, out to Arizona. It was not a straight line to success by any means. Um, and that's why I'm not a fan of the comparison game. Usually, unless we know the origin story and where people came from, and even with that, like there had to be some lucky breaks in timing. I had to have a friend that lived here that I could rent an upstairs bedroom from because I sure as fuck couldn't afford rent on my own. And I happened to buy a properties right after the, you know, the giant meltdown of 07 and 08. So I could buy my first place for peanuts and I could buy my house in a similar way and buy this building in a similar way. And I met my wife at the right time and, and she was the right age and I was the right age and social media was just taking off and you name it. It worked out. A lot of hard work along the way, but circumstance, genetics, timing, it all matters, you guys. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of comparison. Everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different journey. Everybody's going to have a different outcome. You just have to be happy with where you are today. And that's why you can't look exactly the way you want, when you want, how you want. That's why you don't look like them. That's why you don't live where they live. That's why you don't drive what they drive. You look like you look. You live where you live. You drive what you drive. Stop the comparison complex bullshit. Live your life for you. Do what makes you happy compared to the best version of who you can be. And if you hate some of the places that you're at in your life, you can work on those, but not by looking at the scoreboard of everybody else. Working on the daily habits and practices you need to work on to put yourself in the best position to be successful day after day after day after day. Stop hating your house. Stop hating your career. Stop hating your life. Stop hating your body. Stop hating your relationships. If you're not changing them each day with your habits, you're choosing them. If you're not changing those things every day, you're choosing them. And for early in my life, I was just, I was choosing to accept a certain reality. And eventually I had to fucking change it. I got to the point of where I said, fuck it. And the frustration of what was happening, I just had to change it. And early on, I would compare to, well, I'm 24 and I have no career and I'm working at a fucking golf course and my buddy's crushing it at Wells Fargo or crushing it at, you know, his accounting firm or you name it. And that's just a jealous, terrible place to be. And I would look at people in my physical body. Well, this guy's on this magazine cover and I'm not this. This guy's 33 years old. You're 24, dude. He's been training for nine years longer than you. And by the way, he genetically has these four gifts. You don't have those four. You have these instead. That's why it never works. It's just you versus you. It always has been, and it always will be. So if you find yourself not being happy in your life with where things are, stop. Slow yourself down. Focus on the actions, not the outcomes. Put things in perspective every single day. Eliminate the triggers that are holding you back transform your social media, please, and seek meaningful connections. And I'm going to leave you with this real quick. You got to keep things in perspective, you guys. If you're listening to me right now and you're somewhat healthy, you're not battling cancer, you're not in a wheelchair, you're not in a hospital bed, you got to just really appreciate that. If you got some, maybe you broke a bone, you're on a medication or two, you got some 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 aches or pains. It's all right, man. You can keep working 
on those things, you're still in the fight. You're still in the game. And I share that if you have running water at your house, you're not enslaved. You're not fighting a war every single day. You're not in fear, you know, of your life and your safety. You're fucking winning. You are winning on all levels. If you can focus on the cellulite on the back of your legs and that's fucking you up, I can't tell you how much you've won in life. If you look at your car that runs perfectly and gets you to point A and point B safely and you're comparing to your friend's Mercedes, you fucking won, you guys. If you have a roof over your head and you have air conditioning and heat and running water and you got three fucking TVs in your house with Netflix and you're looking at your neighbor's house thinking you need to have their backyard or their walk-in closets or their whatever, you won on the highest fucking level, my friends. You really did. Keep things in perspective each and every day in every area of your life. I know it's hard to fall out of it, and if you do, it's fine. Snap your fingers and bring yourself back to the reality of that you're winning. If you're healthy, if you're happy, if you got good people in your life, that's what it is. You can work for the things you want, but don't feel bad if somebody has some things that you don't have. That's a childish move. That's what kids do. That's not what grown, enlightened adults do. Appreciate where you're at. Find good role models. Have a good social circle. Use those people for motivation and to push you, but don't surround yourself with things that make you feel like shit, physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. Your life is far too short for that, my friends. I know that's kind of a roundabout way how to talk about this, but hopefully it helps some of you guys. I just know a lot of people suffer from it. Um, friends of mine that I'm close to, I suffered from it, you know, when I was a young man. Um, it's hard to get away from, but it can be done. And it's a great place to be, man, when you're living life on your own terms for you and your goals and nobody else's. And nobody else's success steals from your success, and your success does not dim their light by any means. Do the best you can with what you have each and every day. And if you can focus on that with any level of perspective, you'll have a pretty sweet fucking life. I appreciate you guys as always. I think the next episode we're going to do is probably Friday, which is already December 1st, which is fucking wild. Uh, my plan is to have Dr. Uh, Jesse Greer come on the podcast. He is a badass. Uh, that will be super uh, beneficial and enlightening in terms of uh, blood work, uh, markers, physical health, habits, how to be healthy. And he's just got a great story uh, in general. Dude was a, a Green Beret, uh, fucking badass, and he happens to be a doctor on top of it. And he lifts, so how can you lose? And then uh, hopefully we get Heather back on the podcast next Sunday as well. Kind of talk about a recap of 2023, what's coming on the pipe in 2024, and all those fun things as well. So we did a, a Q&A on Instagram if you guys want to reply to that. If you got questions for her or myself or for us, we're happy to get to them on that episode. If you guys want to jump in the microdosing mobility, Jeremy's Got Fitness.app, link is in the show notes. If you want a free sample of AG1, hit me up or a discount on any of the JLab Pro stuff. We got those going on. I think we still have the Ruck discount going on for the next couple of days if you guys want discounts on the Ruck gear. And then again, if you're looking to uh, to change the game in your business, uh, in your life, in your finances, the Mastermind Group with D-Lo and myself is in the show notes. You guys can, can message us quick. We're kicking off those calls in December, and the group starts in January. And that'll be a game changer uh, for a lot of people. So I'm excited about that uh, and that kind of chapter of my uh, my business life, if you will. So 
Thank you guys, as always. If you're on Apple Podcasts, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. If you're on Spotify, drop me a five-star, leave a comment there as well. And again, if you think this can help a friend or family member, please share it with them. And I know I say this a lot. If you've never dropped a review, don't be a fucking lazy ass. Just drop us the reviews. It can just say, Jeremy, podcast, good. I stole that from BJ Gadur, by the way. But it helps us. It really does. If you want to drop us a Google review, we'll take those two. Selfishly, that helps our business. And if you ever make it out to Scottsdale and you guys want to pop in, shoot us a DM ahead of time. Uh, we'd be happy to have you here to kind of run through some of our stuff. So I appreciate you guys. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.